0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Channel 33 on The Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Amanda Dobbins, an editor at The Ringer. I am joined by the great Shay Serrano. (laughs) Yes, sir. And we are here to talk about romantic comedies. And the reason that we are here is because Shay and I, a couple weeks ago, wrote an article about Home Again, a movie starring Reese Witherspoon, and it turned into a long opus about romantic comedies, which Shay and I both love. Correct. So we answered a lot of questions in this piece, questions like, what makes a romantic comedy, and what is the best part of romantic comedy, and what is the best meet-cute? But we realized that there are many more questions that we did not answer, and also a few things that we deeply disagree on, Mm -hmm. and so we wanted to air those disagreements in public. So, we are going to do an entire episode dedicated to romantic comedies. I should specify that we're going to be talking about romantic comedies from the last 30 years. So, things from about when Harry met Sally.
1: Yeah, from there going forward. Right. No plenty. disrespect
0: to the romantic comedies of the 30s and 40s. But
1: no, definitely disrespect to those.
0: I like them, but They're it, boring. You know, not today. Maybe another time. <laughs> so, we have a couple segments. All right. The first segment of questions that I would like to answer, and I'm going to pose these to Shay, it's called, Is This Creepy?
1: <laughs>
0: because as some of you may know, romantic comedies, while delightful and life-affirming, also tend to hinge on really kind of screwed up romantic situations where if you took them out of a movie, you would think that someone was acting questionably. Questionable is a gen- generous term.
1: Irresponsibly. Yes. Definitely.
0: Okay. Touche. Right. I've prepared these questions for you. Okay. You're just going to decide whether they're creepy or not, and you can explain your reasoning. Oh, man. Okay. Is this creepy? Standing outside someone's house playing the song you had sex to on a boombox over your head.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one is definitely a creepy so, thing to do.
0: Yeah, so that's a say anything.
1: I don't know how that's romantic. Would you want somebody to do that? No, I have always found
0: Say Anything to be very charming because John Cusack is charming. He's great. But otherwise, everything about it is too much.
1: I think it depends on the song also for me.
0: What's an okay song?
1: If she showed up and and we had sex and we were listening to like DMX. Okay. Then yeah, go for it. But something very sweet? No, thank you.
0: If you hadn't had sex with the song, if it's just a regular song and you're trying to get someone back... Uh-huh. And you're just holding a boombox outside for a while, right? I guess we don't even have to put it to a boombox if someone is sitting because you know that's a dated reference. It's obviously very specific. If someone shows you're up holding like a speaker, a yeah, bo- a I was going to say with their Bluetooth speaker, speaker. and kind of stands outside your house and is like, "I want you back," and I'm playing Whitney Houston. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? Do you feel moved or violated?
1: I feel like I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to the picture. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the window. I'm gonna take a picture, <laughs> and post it on Twitter. And make a joke of some sort.
0: Right. But then I, do you end up with the person or not?
1: I don't think so. I think that that move is just a little too thirsty for me.
0: I agree with you. It's, I need distance from this. You, I want you to go home right. right, right, right we right. can talk yeah. tomorrow.
1: That's past feeling like you're being chased. Yeah. That's like there's being chased romantically. Right. And then being chased by like a monster. And that's what that one feels like.
0: I will say in the scheme of kind of rom-com grand gestures, it's pretty limited. Mm-hmm. It's not like a flash mob, which I would be. I would never speak to anyone who organized a flash mob. Really? If someone organized a flash mob for me, I would leave immediately. Like the flash mob would not even be done, and I would run away.
1: I would. I would be down for the flash mob. Why? Because with the boombox thing, there's no preparation or anything. Like, let me just get the radio and play it. But with a flash mob, that's like weeks of planning, and I respect that. And if you're gonna put that much time into our relationship, then I'm in.
0: Okay, you've I'll made me feel ungenerous.
1: You should absolutely feel ungenerous. I would ungenerous. be so
0: mortified. I would honestly just want to melt into the ground.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be hard to watch, but afterward, you would have to look at him and, and be like, that was kind of like a cool. As a cool
0: measurement thing. of someone's commitment and ability to work for a relationship, I suppose it's nice. Mm-hmm. And a boombox is kind of an afterthought. It's just like. Yeah, I'll it, just do this real quick. Okay. It's a little creepy, though. Both are creepy. Yes. Here's the next is this creepy. Falling in love with someone because of a radio call-in show and then dumping your very nice fiancé, Bill Pullman, to go meet him at the top of the Empire State Building.
1: It's you. It's me. I saw you in the street. Are you Annie? Yes. I don't think that's creepy. I think that's just a sign that maybe that relationship wasn't as strong as we thought it was, which I don't understand because Bill Pullman is great. Right. I would absolutely marry Bill Pullman if I had the chance.
0: Yes, we'll come back to that shortly. Especially like
1: late 80s, early 90s Bill Pullman. Yeah. So I don't think that that's a creepy thing. I think that's more of like there was something wrong in the relationship. Maybe maybe he had cheated on her.
0: I think your assessment is right that maybe something is wrong there. I would say... That the whole fixating on a voice on the radio mm-hmm. that you know very little about and mm-hmm. upending your whole life to go find the voice on the radio is probably not healthy.
1: Yeah. Again, I keep going back to it. That's a situation where when you're in a relationship that isn't that great, you look for stuff like that. Like you just automatically fall in love with the woman at the grocery store. Okay. Because you're looking for something. I Okay. So, not, so it's I a coping
0: mechanism. It's not yeah, creepy. Exactly.
1: Okay. Not creepy. That one is not creepy. Okay. Our producer is telling us that we need to explain that they broke up amicably. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to assume that he was cheating on her or there's something wrong with that relationship. I think it's just more interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I would say that people can break up amicably about all of the time. And that doesn't mean that the relationship wasn't flawed yeah, in some exactly,
1: way. Yeah, exactly. It's,
0: I mean, it's nice. Nora Ephron doesn't like messy stuff in her movies. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to feel good about it. Yeah. So there's no darkness in it. But okay. if you want to think about it for two seconds, which is kind of the tagline of this whole segment, if you think about this for two seconds, then mm-hmm. something's going on here.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, you know, maybe they just, maybe they weren't meant to be.
1: They clearly were not meant to
0: Meg be. Meg Ryan does have a habit of being in relationships where she doesn't love people in Nora Ephron romantic comedies. It's basically her out every single time. That's You've got it. male sleepless in Seattle. Even when Harry met, I guess when Harry met Sally, they break up because they don't have sex on the kitchen floor anymore.
1: <laughs> which
0: has always stuck with me as a line.
1: That's one of those things that only works in the movies
0: the nice breakup
1: no no the having sex on the floor or like taking a bath with someone it's that's never true. great you're always like there's one person who you have the faucet digging into your back because that's the side that yeah you got. that's true
0: no tub is large enough to accommodate it it's also you know not that many people have kind of the movie sex showers no in their don't. homes I don't. with, with I the bench don't. I I don't either.
1: I've never had a bench in my shower.
0: It's true. But the kitchen, kitchen counter, kitchen floor, they didn't even show the sex on the kitchen floor in When Harry Met Sally.
1: Good. I don't want to see Billy Crystal having sex.
0: I know. Well, it's the other guy. It's the slightly hotter guy that she didn't have sex with.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't
0: mean to disrespect Billy Crystal. It's just kind of they were casting for a specific (laughs) type of guy.
1: All
0: right. The next one. Nursing a stranger through a coma for love.
1: I was never engaged to Peter. We never even met until that
0: day on the tracks, and, um, it's just when we were in the hospital room, everything
1: happened so fast, and I couldn't tell you the truth, and then I didn't want to tell you the truth because, um, the truth was that I fell in love with you. Yeah, that's a creepy one. That's a very creepy one. What are you thinking, Sandra? What are you thinking there? That's
0: obviously while you were sleeping.
1: While you were sleeping. I like they didn't call it while you were in a coma. That's true. Way way different. That's great. That's true. That's Yeah, that was a bad move on her part because she lied about it too, right? She pretended we're in a relationship and that's why I'm here. Yeah. It was this whole thing. That's a creepy one. That's a very easy call there. And
0: then doesn't she end up with his brother?
1: Yeah, she ends up with her brother. Who's
0: Bill Pullman? Who's
1: Bill Pullman. So it
0: works out for Bill Pullman.
1: Bill Pullman had an upgrade. Yes. Absolutely.
0: It's not the most honest way to get into a relationship. No, (laughs)
1: lying your way in.
0: And I guess we're supposed to think because she ends up with the relationship that's founded on love instead of, like, lies and comas that it's mm-hmm. okay.
1: Right. Yeah. What's the guy's name in real life? Gallagher, right? Peter yeah. Gallagher? Peter Gallagher. Very intimidating eyebrows. Yes. I don't understand why you would pick him to pretend to fall in love with. Uh, He's
0: got a certain charm. So she falls in love with him from afar because she is, I believe, a subway.
1: Yeah. She does a, tokens.
0: a token. token mm-hmm. operator. And she sees him every day going in and out of the subway. They do right. a decent job. He he walks through the subway with swagger. I will say that.
1: I don't know. I couldn't even pass the eyebrows. Okay.
0: All right. That's creepy is what we've decided. Yes. Okay. Here's another one. Reverse catfishing. I, we can decide whether this is reverse catfishing. Okay. But it is certainly lying to the woman you put out of business so that she'll fall in love with you when you reveal that you've been writing her these emails the whole time. <laughs> Which is a summary of maybe my a top five for me. You've got mail.
1: Don't cry, shop girl. Don't cry. I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly. Yeah, that's a good movie. I think that's more sleazy than creepy.
0: It's dishonest. It's
1: very dishonest. I don't think creepy, though. I don't get creepy from that.
0: Is it reverse catfishing?
1: It's a version of catfishing. Okay. Yeah.
0: So in case you haven't seen You've Got Mail,
1: yeah, the terms are
0: that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan meet in an AOL chat room in the early days of AOL and start up an email correspondence. Mm-hmm. But they don't know anything about each other other than their screen names, Shopgirl Girl and NY152, because I've seen <laughs> this movie many times. And so then in real life, they meet each other in the business arena because Meg Ryan owns a bookstore and... Tom Hanks owns essentially a Barnes & Noble, Mm -hmm. not called that. And Tom Hanks's large book chain puts Meg Ryan's small bookstore out of business. Okay. So that ends that.
1: That ends that. Ruins her life.
0: Ruins her life. And then Tom Hanks realizes that she is Shop Girl. She is the woman he's been emailing with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to become friends with her in real life. Convince her to love me for myself, then I'll reveal that I'm the guy. Yeah. Instead of trying to hide who he is in real life, he's trying to hide who he is on the internet mm-hmm. so that when he reveals that he's the same person that he is on the internet, I guess another problem is that it works. Like if you're Meg Ryan <laughs> and someone puts you out of business She's and then- She's making a
1: lot of bad decisions. And then shows up at your
0: house with daisies and it's like, I'd like to be your friend. hmm I think nine times out of ten, you're kicking that person
1: out. Absolutely. This is the beginning of another movie relationship where she leaves for some crazy reason because this is just clearly not going to work out. This is one of the few rom-coms where you watch it and you're supposed to be at the end saying, like, there's no way that this becomes a lifelong thing.
0: That's true. But it's Tom Hanks giving the speech, so it works out.
1: Tom Hanks is great.
0: Tom Hanks giving that speech. Juliette Limon and I did – Every Rewatchables of you Got Mail, and I think we spend 10 minutes talking about how good Tom Hanks is at the moment that he is trying to convince the woman that he put out of business to love him anyway, and mm-hmm. that literally no one else on the planet Earth could get away with that. Probably not. But Tom Hanks nails it. I gotta go. Well, let me ask you something.
1: How can you forgive this guy for standing you up and not forgive me for this tiny little thing. I'm putting you out of business. Oh how I wish you would. He's really great. Is Tom Hanks handsome? Yes. He is he's handsome. Yeah.
0: But not in like a Male model way, he's in a... So he's ugly. No.
1: <laughs> there are <laughs>
0: different ways. There are different categories. He's handsome,
1: but not in a handsome what? way.
0: Well, Tom Hanks is so handsome, He's just he has a different quality of handsome.
1: I think he's cool. Mm-hmm. I think he's very trustworthy. He's got a very trustworthy yes. face. But I don't know that I can call him handsome.
0: If he walked into a room, you'd be like, wow, that guy.
1: I would be starstruck yeah. if he walked into a room, but I would not be like, wow, that guy's handsome. Chariz- I, you...
0: Charisma goes a long way on in, these in,
1: things. In a very, like, L.A. type... Situation. I was here mm-hmm. visiting and I just happened to see Seth Myers in person. He was yes. like walking by mm-hmm. and he's incredibly handsome in real life, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting. He's got a great build, yes. awesome teeth, yes. nice eyes. He's very polite, says hello when he walks by. I don't think that that happens with Tom Hanks. I feel the similar type of, I would be very much starstruck and like, yo, that's Woody that just walked by. But I wouldn't be like, yo, I want to like hold his hand.
0: I, would bet a lot of money that you would I my life is now dedicated to engineering a situation <laughs> in which Tom Hanks walks into a room and right. you lose your mind All right. cause you will you would immediately just hold his hand
1: alright <laughs> you might be right
0: that's fine we'll, we'll make it happen alright here's the next one are you ready alright marrying your ex stepbrother which is clueless
1: <laughs> Mel I, I wanna help out Mel uh, he's the only one who cares about me that's not true he's not Are you saying you care about me? Josh. Yeah, that's creepy. That's like Game of Thrones creepy.
0: Okay. It's ex-stepbrother.
1: Ex-stepbrother. They
0: don't share any genetic material. They don't. The movie Clueless Mm -hmm. makes it seem like Josh, played by Paul Rudd, and... Share played by Alicia Silverstone, were only stepbrother and stepsister for like a year max. Very right. brief relationship. Right. In fact, I think she says you were married to his mother for like half a second. Mm-hmm. So, how long do you have to be someone's stepbrother or stepsister for a <laughs> become for creepy? For half a second. For half a second. That's a, a hard line for you.
1: It's, it's over after that because there. There's no way for you to tell the story of you meeting each other without being like, we were stepbrother and stepsister at one point. It just can't happen. It's like if you have a piece of pizza and you dip it in the toilet. If you just (laughs) dip it real fast, it was still in the toilet and you can't eat it no matter how fast of a time it was. So it's done.
0: No, no, no. That metaphor doesn't work because the toilet water is changing the essential quality of the pizza. It has like a physical effect. There's no physical relationship between a stepbrother and a stepsister. There's no genetic sharing. It's a construct. It's a societal construct.
1: You dipped that (laughs) that relationship in the toilet is what you did.
0: It's definitely happened in real life many times.
1: Absolutely. Right. Especially if Paul Rudd is in it. Yeah. He's handsome. Paul Rudd is handsome. Okay. And I would probably, if he was my stepbrother, make that same move Alicia did.
0: So situationally, you're okay with it, but in general, it's creepy.
1: If Paul Rudd is involved, go for it. Okay. Anybody else besides Paul Rudd. That's
0: that's just a good life rule, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, 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 Okay. I think what we've decided is that all rom-coms are creepy.
1: They're creepy. There's no way around it. With the coma one, probably the worst. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> while you were in a coma.
0: Okay. So our next segment is the very simple, is this a rom-com? Yeah. And this segment was born out of, we had this conversation a lot while writing the piece, and we still talk a lot about it in the office, which is just... The definition of a rom-com mm-hmm. is not fixed, and people seem to have different definitions of what a romantic comedy is. Right. And so we're going to make some tough decisions that cannot be reversed.
1: Okay. So we'll start with Clueless then. Because okay. Because that was the first one I thought of when, you, as soon as you started talking about this creepy situation. Is Clueless really a rom-com?
0: I would vote yes. Okay. And here's why. Hit me with it. It is also obviously a satire. It's a Jane Austen adaptation. It's a teen comedy. It's a lot of things. But I don't think of a romantic comedy as a genre that excludes all other genres. Mm-hmm. Something can be a romantic comedy and a teen movie. Something can be a romantic comedy and like a New York movie. The key to me for romantic comedy is pretty – it's pretty simple, actually. It's a structure. It's two people who don't realize they like each other at the beginning. hmm And spend most of the movie dancing around that fact and usually bickering with each other. Mm -hmm. But basically spend most of the unaware of that fact. And then they get together at the end. Right. That's it. And that is what happens in Clueless because they're stepbrother and stepsister. (laughs) 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 Which means they definitely don't realize that they like each other. And they bicker a lot. But there is a certain amount of chemistry to them from the very beginning. Uh And then they get together pretty much at the end.
1: All right. I, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. A great deal That's great. Here. Oh, a great deal. A great deal. Okay. Let's review the rules we set in place from the article. I have it pulled up here. All right. So if you're going to be in a romantic comedy, you have to have a few things in place. You have to have a protagonist who, whether they know it or not, needs to find love, which is what you're you're talking about here. You need to have the thing you talked about where there's like a they don't like each other in the beginning and then they end up do liking each other. And you got to have some jokes in there as well. But I think one thing that I I didn't mention in the article that I'm just now realizing as we're talking about it now Mm -hmm. is I think one of the secretly essential parts of a romantic comedy is that the main relationship in the movie has to be between the protagonist and the person they're supposed to fall in love with. And I think that's a box that eliminates a whole bunch of these movies. So
0: the movie has to be about the relationship.
1: Right. Okay. So, so that's why I would say something like Bridesmaids yes, isn't a romantic comedy. No. Because the main relationship is with Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph right, and not Kristen Wiig and, and the guy. I forget his name. What's his name? Chris O'Dowd. He's funny. Very charming. Yeah. So that's why like a Bridesmaid to me is not a romantic comedy because it doesn't satisfy that rule. I need that rule. Above all other ones, I need for that to be in place. It's a different movie without that.
0: I can accept that. Okay. So you would argue that Clueless is more about Cher finding herself
1: mm-hmm. than it is about Absolutely. her finding Josh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because okay. she's only went like, 17 years old. She doesn't... 16, because six, she fails oh, yeah, yeah. her driver's she fails test. She her yeah. driver's test yeah. 16 years Which old. Which is
0: another thing we forgot to talk about, the age right. difference between her and Josh in that particular and, movie. Is, uh, <laughs> and, we'll move past it.
1: Yeah. He was, like, a, a, in college, right? <laughs> I didn't for even, several years. I didn't
0: even put never been kissed in the is it creepy category because that's just... It's, uh, it's, that's creepy. It's creepy. It's tough. It's a yeah, tough one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So that one's out.
0: All right. I can accept that. Okay. I think it has rom-com. It's like leaning rom-com.
1: It is. It is How about leaning. that? It's leaning toward rom-com, but it's not okay. rom-com. It's like fusion. Like you're B-plot talk- rom-com. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a plot, and then you just tell me if this is a okay. romantic comedy. Is enough.
0: this a real plot, or it's is a it a plot, plot that you wrote? It's a real plot. Okay.
1: Okay, so you've got a leading man, Matthew yes. McConaughey. Heard of him. Fantastic and, and rom-com. Just a great rom-com. Leading man, also a great secondary character when like the female is the lead and he's sure yes great in that role so you've got let's plug him in there and let's say he's a lawyer okay he's working on the case of his life okay okay and we need a female protagonist in there to fall in love with so let's take sandra because she's excellent yes and she ends up being like an assistant to him on the case sure and while working on it we get some chemistry going on there absolutely can this be a romantic
0: because he has to solve his case at the end Mm -hmm. what is the remind me what the nature of the case is
1: i don't want to say yet right (laughs)
0: so it has potential okay though i don't love the boss secretary aspect
1: but that's a that's a big part of it it. they have to work together yeah that's true isn't that the main one you love with Hugh Grant and Renee, yes, He's that's like true. Boss yes, but second. she doesn't end a, up with Hugh Grant. It's the same as the, I in think. Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes
0: and she becomes a TV presenter, right. as they say in the UK, and then yeah. marries the lawyer. Right?
1: Can I tell you what movie this is? Yes. A Time to Kill.
0: I was kind of thought that's where you were going. <laughs> and that's why I asked what the nature of the case was. It was, it was, I was
1: Sandra like, is, Bullock's I was worst like, is there another movie comedy? starring <laughs> Matthew McConaughey
0: and Sandra Bullock where they're both working in the legal profession that's a romantic comedy? It's her worst romantic comedy. Yeah, so comedy. that illustrates your point of there has to be a tone and there are jokes. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be in there. Is Wedding Crashers a romantic comedy?
0: Oh, interesting. No. No, right? No, because it's about... It's as much about Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn as it is about Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams.
1: Why hasn't she been in more?
0: More romantic comedies? Mm -hmm. You know what, Shay? After we wrote our piece, I went back and rewatched the film Morning Glory, Mm -hmm. which stars Rachel McAdams, Harrison Ford, Diane Keaton, and Patrick Wilson. Okay. And I think based on the rules that we just discussed, it is not technically a rom-com because it's more about her work relationship and— she works at a morning show with Harrison Ford and Diane Keaton. And mm-hmm. it's about her finding herself and being successful. And then she also gets to sleep with Patrick Wilson, which shout out to her. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think that's probably the closest that Rachel McAdams has gotten to a romantic comedy. It is a true delight. I loved it. You got to go <laughs> rewatch it. But I think it didn't do that well. Notebook was 2004. And that's when Rachel McAdams became Rachel McAdams. And that's kind of the end of the great romantic comedy boom in Hollywood. hmm after about 2006 or 2007, they aren't really making romantic comedies anymore. Right. For a lot of reasons that I disagree with. But I think she was probably a little late.
1: Is Princess Bride a romantic comedy?
0: I'm going to vote no again because it's a romance told in a funny way. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of the comedy around it in the the grandfather grandson right. retelling.
1: Right, right, right. But the
0: actual story, it's more of a fantasy parody than it is a romantic comedy.
1: Okay. Because they
0: love each other the whole time and they're separated. It's not their fault that they're separated.
1: Why doesn't he just tell her early on who he is?
0: Because then you wouldn't have strange? intrigue. Is
1: that creepy? Probably a little. Is that creepy that he did that? Yeah. That's like the real life version of the Tom Hanks thing with the emails.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: He tells her that he killed her fiance, yeah. her beloved Wesley. I killed him.
0: Yeah. And then, also why she should probably recognize him, but that's a different situation. <laughs> I'm just gonna point that out. Like there we're suspending a lot of disbelief in that
1: particular one. All right. Is the breakup starring Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Branson oh is God. that a romantic comedy?
0: I just had a wash of kind of visceral discomfort throughout my whole body because that movie makes me...
1: It's so good.
0: I am so... But it's good, but I'm so uncomfortable. And no, it's not a romantic comedy. No? For two reasons. Okay. Number one, it's about a breakup.
1: It's about a breakup.
0: Number two, I'm so uncomfortable, as I just stated, just even thinking about it. And as we said, part of a romantic comedy is the tone and wanting to... Part of it is the tone and enjoying watching it and it being funny. And it's funny, but in a dark biting. Mm-hmm. All of our hatred is spilled onto the page way. The worst impulses of humanity way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. The way it ends yeah is they break up. Mm-hmm. They they break all the way mm-hmm. up. They're separated. Uh Vince Vaughn's tourism business is booming. They get sure. the bu- they get the <laughs> boat. <laughs> they're taking land, sea and air. Yeah. They're on that path and he runs into her on the street. That's the, that's how the movie ends. And they share a little moment and they're kind of flirty. And they smile and like, ah,
0: I think what they,
1: happens after that? In the I think next you're six supposed
0: weeks? to think that they're mature and they've learned and they are able to say hello to each other and have healed mm-hmm. and go on with their lives and don't get back together. Okay. In real life, they definitely sleep together. And then it's another three months of you A know badness. terrible back and forth, okay. which is just never get back together with someone who's put you through this level of breakup, mm-hmm. is what I have to say to everyone listening.
1: That's fair. What I don't understand is... I think they both misplayed that situation because neither one of them really wanted to break up. She definitely didn't want to break up. That's what the whole her part of the movie is about, her trying to, like, make him understand that. He definitely didn't want to break up because he's heartbroken when it happens.
0: Right, but as you said, sometimes relationships don't work Mm. for reasons that we don't totally understand or can't see.
1: That's too bad because they're good together. Yeah, they're good together. Jennifer Aniston is in my rom com hall of fame. Great segue. I'm putting her okay in there. Let's I'm, let's do that. She's
0: not in mine.
1: She's. I'm already mad. Okay. We're gonna build it. Eight people in there. Okay. And you're gonna get to pick four, and I'm gonna get to pick four. Okay. And we'll go one after the other. Okay. And you go first.
0: I'm just doing this because I know it's gonna make you mad.
1: Straight with you Grant. Hugh Grant.
0: Let's do it. He's right. number one on my list. Okay. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Make the case.
0: Four weddings and a funeral.
1: That's a that's a good one.
0: It's extremely it's charming. Pre- it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. good. It's pretty good. And the floppy hair. And, you know, it's rare you don't actually get that many romantic comedies that are focused on the male character. Mm-hmm. So that's nice in a way. Different perspective. Right. Some great speeches. It also just kind of put him squarely in that lane. So he made a million rom-coms. And we got Bridget Jones Diary. Mm-hmm. Delightful. And okay. he's the cat in that. He's kind of. He's not even the main character. He's playing against type. But I loved it anyway. You get Notting Hill, a classic, Mm -hmm. with the great Julia Roberts.
1: The excellent Julia Roberts.
0: And the immortal speech, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy Mm -hmm. asking him to love her. I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Fantastic. That's I mean, a
1: Julia speech that's still. Julia, that's Julia, but you know he what? Hugh doesn't get credit for that. Yes,
0: but he's there. You know, All rom-coms are like, the reaction is as important as the original statement. Mm-hmm. There's something about science and Isaac Newton that I couldn't quite get to there, but okay. it's like, that's, it's the general <laughs> All idea. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, and then my kind of most underrated rom-com of the last 30 years is Two Weeks Notice, starring Hugh Grant and Sandra right. Bullock. right, right, right. Which Hugh Grant kind of plays the heir to some sort of real estate fortune. He's basically a Trump figure, but not terrible. Mm -hmm. And Sandra Bullock comes to work at his company as a lawyer. Oh, another Sandra Bullock. Yes, but she's not his assistant. She's his lawyer. Mm -hmm. She does work for him, though. And, you know, it's kind of like opposites attract and they fall in love. And it's a total delight. So that's four really essential romantic comedies that I have listed right there.
1: Yeah. You know, I have, the, the, I have a couple of problems with Hugh.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: First of all, he's just not that handsome.
0: Strongest veto. And it's fine. You and I have different tastes, and that is yeah. what makes the world go round, that mm-hmm. everyone is attracted to different types of people. But he, he's adorable. He
1: There's a difference between adorable and handsome. He is adorable. And he's cool and about a boy. But oh, he's, that's
0: right. I forgot about a boy. Lovely in that movie. But he's
1: got this sort of like... He's got weird teeth. He's British. Well, sure, but like, it's still weird teeth. Yeah. I'm American. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not used to it. No, I think you put him in the, the movies that are set in Europe and he's like, oh, he is very clearly handsome in that setting. But if you put him on the screen with Will Smith or George Clooney and it's a runaway, like that's the ugly friend. Plus, he's got weird posture. He's always sort of hunched over a little Again, bit, and like
0: the British kind of. <laughs> the, the hair I like that unassuming but also very charming yeah. vibe, which okay. he has. Here is the thing about if you are in a room with George Clooney, who I agree is extraordinarily handsome, mm-hmm. but George Clooney is so smooth and charming and kind of Rad Pack. Right. Era, that it's, I would be embarrassed. Like I would just start <laughs> blushing. I wouldn't actually know what to do. Right. I would not ever be able to interact with George Clooney. I actually can't wrap my head around a world in which like George Clooney and I would just never be together. It's right. just it's that makes me uncomfortable. But Hugh Grant is accessible okay. in a charming, handsome. I get it. You get way. it.
1: Right. I think the best argument you can make for Hugh Grant is that there just aren't a lot of guys. Who are better than him in that role? If we're just putting that's it out true. there like that, like yes. that's his best thing, is he's he's playing in a weak division. He's in the Eastern Conference. Throwing that out there. All right. So he. Okay. So that's yours. That's mine. Okay. Let's call him eighth place.
0: That's so, so rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: I, uh, since we already mentioned uh, Aniston, I'm going to go with Jennifer Aniston, who okay. I think might be my second favorite rom com person of all. She's very good at sort of bouncing around the emotions. And she's also funny, which I think is cool. And I also feel like if she needed to beat somebody up, she could. She would do well in that situation.
0: Name her top three romantic comedy roles for me.
1: All right. She's the one. Okay. Picture perfect. Okay. The object of my affection.
0: These are all pretty depressing we, rom-coms yeah
1: they're pretty they're pretty depressing
0: they're all because her character is always
1: i'll throw some, hap- really I'll throw some happy ones in there no then. that's
0: fine i mean you're allowed to i think part of the reason that aniston doesn't immediately pop to the top of my head is because those kind of quote realistic romantic comedies are not realistic but kind of the bummer romantic comedies mm-hmm. are not at the top of my list right because i just feel sad for her so that's I fair. think that's why, but yeah. she's very good in them. You could also make the argument that Friends is like a ten-year rom-com, and yes. she's spectacular. And she's the right? best one in Friends, yes, absolutely.
1: And she always has the best. Okay, hair. I um, can make
0: peace with this. I'm not going to say rude things about your pick like you did about mine. Also,
1: just go with it with Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, surprisingly okay. good. Yeah, The Switch with Jason Bateman. That's
0: the one with the. Turkey baster? Yeah. Okay, that I have some issues there.
1: <laughs> I think we
0: can put that one on to the side.
1: Okay. All right. She's my she's my first pick. All right. You got three left. Let's I go. Let's go quick. Okay. All right. Meg Ryan. Yeah, I was waiting for you to not say Meg Ryan so I could point out that she was the one reacting to the Tom Hanks speech that you talked about earlier, and I was going to make a very clever point. But but that, okay. you just made yeah, it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I it. mean,
0: when Harry met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle. You've got Mill. If we could put Nora Ephron on the the if Mount we're Rushmore. we directors
1: in there. The, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think we
0: should I don't think we should but, but Meg Ryan is a stand in for Nora Ephron and yeah. I adore those movies
1: she's a proxy yeah here's a Meg Ryan question for you yes. has she ever been the star of a rom-com has she ever been the best one in a rom-com
0: think you could make a strong case for When Harry Met Sally
1: she's better than Billy
0: well she's got the famous orgasm scene that mm-hmm. I'll have what she's having
1: yes 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 oh 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 oh
0: god Oh, I'll have what she's having.
1: That might put her over the top.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the all time.
1: Yeah. All right. You're, you got all and that right. That kind
0: of starts rom-coms as we know it. You're so. fair.
1: I'll take an easy pick here. I'll go, I'm will i going to go Julia Roberts, who I think is yes. the number one greatest of all that's time. True. The Jordan multiplied by LeBron. We haven't
0: talked about my best friend's wedding at
1: all. Of, I don't think we're going to get a chance to. Okay. Which is good because that should take at least four hours. Okay. That's a four-hour podcast. So Julia is my second pick. I've got Aniston and Julia Robertson. I'm feeling pretty good about my team. Okay. Versus Hugh Grant and Meg Ryan. We're blowing you all off the screen. Wow.
0: That's so rude. All right. I'm going to take Hanks.
1: That was a good pick. You yeah. St- you stole that one out from under right, me. Right. Sorry. All right.
0: But need- Sleepless in Seattle and you've got mail.
1: I need a guy on my team, so give me McConaughey. Okay. I need it. I need You know what I need on my team because I've got two stars? I need the picture frame. I don't need the picture. I need a frame.
0: Okay. And he's
1: just exactly that. Yeah. Also, I need one scene where he's like at the beach.
0: That's true. That does really help. I,
1: I, I always like the scene in the the movies when they're like surprised that a, that a person is really fit. It happens yes. in, in uh, Just Go With It. Yeah. When Adam Sandler's trying to woo the one girl. Right, and right, Adam, right. And then Jennifer Aniston is like, I'm also here too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I need that with McConaughey. And he's, I mean, I need that with a guy Give me McConaughey. Okay. There's my third.
0: All right. My final, Reese mm-hmm. Witherspoon, my girl. She
1: just took my, you took two of my four. Did I? Four. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good
0: because we liked Home Again, though it's maybe not a I traditional rom-com. I loved rom- Home Again. Rom-com. I loved it. Sweet Home Alabama, Legally Blonde, which is not technically a rom-com, <laughs> but has rom-com rising.
1: Okay. Reese is a better version of Jennifer Aniston, I think.
0: It's true. I like the movies a little more. And mm-hmm. then Reese can be a little hard-edged, but she also has the sunniness. Yeah. That you kind of want when you're sitting down to watch a two-hour movie about people falling in love.
1: Mm -hmm. Just as a funny chin. It's true. That is like. It's what makes Reese. That's charming. Yeah. When she smiles. And you're like, hey, I feel comfortable right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Reese is a good pick. And I'm very, very excited that we made it through there and and Renee Zellweger did not get picked because. Wow. I'm out on Renee. Against
0: both Jerry Maguire and Bridget Jones, (laughs) Diary.
1: Yeah. Hugh Grant is better than her and, and Bridget. Tom Cruise her. is better than her in Jerry Maguire. Wow. She just, I don't know. She's, she's
0: just, reacting She is in reacting. Jerry Maguire. She's, she's there at she's You Had Me at Hello. She's her
1: ass off in those movies. You she is can't, reacting. But you can't have. Reacting.
0: You can't have Jerry Maguire without You Had Me at Hello. And that's her. You had me at Hello. You had
1: me at Hello. But I think you could get four other actresses to give that same line. In that same sort of way. That's true. Now, Jerry Maguire was, I think, her best movie. Better than the, the other ones. Because she sort of turned it back just a little bit. It just made the most sense to me to see her in that role. But she didn't make mine. I'm going to go with Sandy. Give me Sandy.
0: Uh, yeah, of course. Give me Sandy Bullock
1: over, over Renee. I like this lineup. I've got Sandra. I've got McConaughey. I've got Julia. Yeah. My ringer. And I've got Aniston. We're, I'm solid.
0: And I've got Hugh Grant, Tom Hanks, Reese Witherspoon, and Meg Ryan. I would watch that movie. <laughs> let's let's put that together. Now you need
1: a double, a double rom-com. Has <laughs> that ever happened? we had two relationships going at once?
0: Never in a true rom-com sense. There's always one relationship. They're always the best friends who are having a hard time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I did have Judy Greer on my second tier if I needed to draft someone else because mm-hmm. Judy Greer is a great— best friend in many romantic comedies and right. she should be honored for her contributions to the genre. But it never really works out for the kind of B-plot in the same way it does for the A-plot.
1: Who, who do you have on your alternates? Give me four alternates.
0: Well, you used most of them. Okay. Judy Greer was kind of my best one. I, got, I had Julia on there too.
1: Give me Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Give me Gabrielle Union. Yeah, Surprisingly good. Like you don't realize it until you go through her IMDB page and you're yeah. like, oh man, she's she's been putting in work. That's true. Give me Adam Sandler.
0: Yeah, not, because, not my.
1: Give me Adam Sandler just saw the strength of The Wedding Singer, which I think is right. the best version of a movie that was exactly half comedy and half romantic. I think he did it better than any, than any other. Trainwreck, trainwreck almost got there. Trainwreck was closer than I thought it was going to get, but it didn't quite pull it off. Adam Sandler's in there off just the strength of that. Also, is Punch Drunk Love a romantic comedy? It's,
0: it's, too, it's too serious. Okay. I think it's just— a, It's too
1: much going on with the pudding?
0: Yeah. It's okay. a drama with romantic elements.
1: Okay.
0: Or dramedy with romantic elements. All right.
1: I wish we got more Freddie Prinze Jr. in this conversation.
0: There are a lot of people we forgot.
1: We forgot. Again, not enough time, not enough words.
0: All right. So that is it for our very special romantic comedy episode of Channel 33 on the Ringer Podcast Network. Thank you all for listening. If you disagree with everything that we said, Shay is at Shay Serrano on Twitter, so you can let him know. Thank you so much. (laughs)